Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast. And Dad, I have a crime to report, an actual crime. You were, you're mugged. No. Um, In a mug shop. Yes, I was hit with a mug in a mug shop and they took my mug, which I shouldn't have taken to the mug shop in the first place. No, this is a legitimate crime that happened. So I'm so, I'm so fucking angry. Paul, um, don't, don't tell me. I'd like to, can I tease it out of you? This could go for a while, but please go ahead. Okay, so because I love putting on my detective's cap. Which you um, never wore in the day. I would never wear a cap. I don't like caps. No. I just, I, in fact, I, they're one of my bugbears. Okay. Sorry. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so it, does it involve you or Tegan? It involves me. Were you inside your premises or were you in a public street or were you in another type of premises? I was in another type of premises. You lost something? Uh, no. You... Hang on, what do you mean lost? Like a wallet listeners, or something? Listeners are furious. This is so bad. Uh, you're getting close. You're getting quite close. Okay, you dropped something and someone picked it up and said it was oh, theirs. I wish. Um, were the police I wish involved? That's what happened. Did the police uh, get involved? I've, I made a report about an hour ago. Oh, Paul, you've lost something. What do you mean lost? You found something. So I was like, what do you mean, what? No. Well, it's a crime. Yeah, someone stole something. Are you joking? No. Someone stole something of yours. Yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do you know that they stole it? Okay, so I do karate at a church hall. A lot of a lot of martial arts places don't have the you know requisite funds to have a dojo of their own. So you know, church halls are the site of all kinds of training, all kinds of sports, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, um, I'm in Paran, uh, actually technically South Yarra, and there's a small Anglican church. Is that the church bell in Notting Hill? I heard just then. Yeah, we almost so- did the Christmas service there. That's oh, hang on, hang. Oh, beautiful. Be- it's an beautiful. omen, Paul. It's an omen. I'm so- it fucking is. So our classes go for about 90 minutes, 7 to 9, th- uh, uh, yeah, 7.30 to 9 o'clock on, um, on Monday nights. And the class is about 10 people. We shut the door because it's cold. And at about 8.30, one of the yellow belts comes in from running to the bathroom and he's like, hey, there's some bags missing. So there's this corridor at the front of, the, uh, of our classroom and there's big automatic doors. So you'd have to enter the car park go into the courtyard of the church at night, 
go through the glass doors and then into the down the very end of the corridor past the door where we do our class and kind mm. of around a corner and that's where we keep our bags mm. and so for my 40th tegan got me this beautiful bag this satian bag it's there's this it's like a proper martial arts bag it's quite expensive it was like a once in a lifetime kind of present this thing was very special anyway it had all my stuff in it and and sewn into the lining was a small amulet from the meiji shrine that a uh, buddhist monk gave me for protection anyway so i come out of class and there's this kid from uh, a local private school and he's had his bag taken with his laptop and his phone and his keys and all his stuff and then my bag was taken and it must have been done within like a 15 minute window but the thing is my phone keys wallet, there was nothing actually valuable in there. The bag was valuable. So what's probably going to happen is some fuckhead's going to have my bag, look through it, and then jettison it because they're not going to... It's really upsetting. Basically, it was Tegan got me this for my 40th, and it was a very big deal, and it was really frustrating. So it felt weirdly invasive. I got home, and I was furious, and I didn't want to do a police report last night because I didn't want it. It was late, and I didn't want that to be my whole night. So about an hour ago, I made a report... On the in the vain hopes that somebody's handed it in, that someone has handed it into the local police station, or somebody spots it, or I don't know. I mean, mm. I, okay, I've got, I've got the yeah. It's, a, it's upsetting, Paul. Uh, did you lose mm. your, your keys and wallet and phone? No. So keys and wallet and phone were in my jacket, which was on top of my shoes, next to the um, mm. next to the bag, and they left those. That's the weird. point. Is the yeah, so when calling up and they said, so the first thought was what's in the bag? And I had to go, no, the bag's the thing. The bag's the actual, mm. like the, ba- the bag is what's worth a lot of money, like a lot of money. And I'm mm. really. I oh, understand. So- it's, look, it's, it's very, very, very upsetting mm. to know that someone has, with no thought, uh, no real concept of the the shock waves that reverberate because it affects many, many people. Just the sentimental value of things. Yeah, that and that's irreplaceable. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you a few things already about this particular case. I've been to that location uh, yes. with you. It's, it's, it's immaculate. It's clean. It's zen. It's very minimal. The yeah. person that, and I think without getting down into very specific details i'm just going to say this there are some dodgy people around there yes aren't there that's a fact yeah okay yeah without sort of drilling too deep into that particular point was it a crime of opportunity it's possible because you say that these doors are electronic they're activated so it's possible that some person has just been in the vicinity of the doors and it often happens where they opened and at this particular point, that person saw an opportunity and they went in. It's very, very unusual that they didn't take all the phones and the wallets. Mm. Uh, the bag, did it have anything in it? It had uh, a spare karate uniform clean towel, okay. uh, like I said, this amulet, and then two karate belts and maybe a mouth guard or something like okay, that. Cool. Nothing that anyone would want. But was there, the- mm, was there room in the bag still? Was there still room? Like vacant uh, space? Uh, yeah, a little. Okay, cool. So quite often what a crim does, if it's mm. premeditated, the first thing they do when they break into any premises is they get a bag. Bag becomes the, the uh, object to which they can oh, then... No. Are you saying they've used my bag to yeah. 
Yeah, because they're not going to walk out with lots of bags, are they? The person is going to walk out with one bag with all the stolen gear in that bag. And it's a decent-sized bag. That is so fucking dark. Now, I wish you had have called me at the time because what I would... The first thing I would have got you to do is to do a probably a 150, 200-metre, imagine, sort of a circle around that premises. I would have got you to check every single garbage bin because a lot of gear ends up in the bin very, very quickly. What they do is they they fill the bag with the booty. They get out. He would have to either A, on the balance of probabilities, although it's becoming less and less or closer and closer, and knowing what I know about that particular area, I would say, I hate to say this, but I'm going to give it a 60% male, 40% female breakdown. Mm-hmm. The women are getting pretty close to 50% now. And they'd have to have either A, a torch on them, which I don't think they'd have. Remember, they don't want to have anything on them that if they get stopped and searched by the police, it's on the balance of probabilities, it's a person that has form. In other words, this is not their first time. They're well-practiced. They are. They go into this amazing mode where the adrenaline's pumping. They're, not, they're kind of scared, but they're very focused. To them, it's a job. Okay, it's like us getting on air. You just you go into the zone, and their senses become heightened. But they're used to getting stopped by the police, probably. So they're more than likely not going to have a torch, which means they have to find an area that is well lit. The mm-hmm. first thing they do, they're not going to go home. Oh no, because they're not just going out to do one job. It's an opportunistic. If it's a crim, and that's yeah. their that's their their job, their vocation then they're going to be hitting a lot of places over a, a sort of many, many hours. So, that checks out. Yeah, so they go, they find a, a very sort of quiet, and, and it's winter, it's winter, so that means that there aren't a lot of people on the street. They can find even a street light. They may have a, a place that they can go to, not their own, that they just feel comfortable, it's private, it's lit. They then take everything out of the bag and... They then put back in the good stuff. So, in my opinion, uh, a lot of the stuff's been discarded. Also, in doing a search, if it was a police, if, imagine if it was a big event and there's a knife involved, it's the same principle. So, the police come in, they cordon it off, and then another favourite thing for offenders to do, and I've seen it many, many times, is that they will get rid of stuff in people's gardens, in their front gardens. It's so easy. Right. So, and from memory, that the actual church is sort of, it's very clean and it's not cluttered. There's not a lot of stuff out the front, is there? It's no, of, no. You know, there are no, I don't even think there are lots of trees and bushes. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. The other thing, if the phones and other stuff if everyone's possessions weren't gone through, it's possible that the person was disturbed or they thought they were going to be disturbed because it would so be very difficult. Of, yeah, they were They're, just grabbing stuff and they yeah. get interrupted. And, and also, there's, there's only one way in, I take it, and one way out. Yep, that's right. So they can't afford to get cornered. And it's not good, Paul. It It's kind of... It's a little bit of, it, it's a very interesting case 
if you really boil it down because the person has entered uh, a karate class. Can you imagine... If they were caught? If they were caught. They would feel that they were going to be sort of, you know, just used as a sort of a piece of timber and just basically... you know what's wild is on the other on on the other door on, down the corridor is a kung fu class and well, that's upstairs even. taekwondo like okay. they walked into a triangle of martial arts and mm. stop <laughs> just well that's just absolutely mm. uh, Far, isn't it? bizarre but there are no there are no signs out the front to say what type of classes are being taken and no, there normally is an actual like a placard saying karate classes inside. Mm. I don't think any bizarre. criminal. It's bizarre, yeah. um, but again, they're, they're working under the cover of darkness. So I'm sorry, Paul, that it happened to you. And the only thing that's going to heal this is time, and just mentally to move on and and look upon it as maybe you can you can turn it around. You can flip this story, and let's imagine it was a homeless person. They've come in, mm-hmm. it's cold, and now they've got some clothing. And you may one day see a homeless person sitting there on the side of the re- uh, street, maybe with a little placard, and you might recognize the bag and you might just go, you know what, and just walk past. I mean, we can twist and turn and, yeah. It's an interesting story, Paul, and I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's hey, serious question. If anybody, if anybody uh, lives in the area... Please let me know if you see a... It's it's a station bag, that is. This beautiful black leather bag with a big red red and white logo with a gold wreath around it. It was just, it was just the best. Mm. Um, that's fine. It is what it is. Also, uh, if anybody... Dad, I, I sent you a message the other day saying, um, do you know anyone who listens to the show who is in forensics? Studying forensics or actually in forensics? Uh if anybody listening has or is studying forensics anywhere, uh, forensic science, um, I have a listener of the show who actually wants to get into forensics. And uh, if you want to hit me up, please let me know because I'd love to give them some kind of career mm. uh, information, some guidance. Um, That'd be do you great. know, remember at the Sydney show, Dad, a bunch of uh, mm. practicing Groupies. forensic patho- yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> in fact, they didn't leave until the lights were turned off. They were good company, actually. Um, oh, brilliant. We some, some of the stories afterwards. were, yeah, crazy. Brilliant. But I'm saying if any of those folks yeah. uh, could hit us up on our Facebook page or DM us wherever, I'd really appreciate the, mm. the help. Uh, lovely. Of mine. Paul, yeah. I had yeah. just got back from... So just to give some context, listeners, I've been away uh, from Sydney mm-hmm. for approaching two weeks. And yeah. it's been an extraordinary, extraordinary working holiday. And lovely, lovely Anne, she's, I describe Anne as my number one daughter, which would infer that there are other daughters. That's funny. Which there aren't. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, you know, Anne's just, she's a she's a great person. She's a hard worker. I've got to listen and watch her in action with her work colleagues. She works. Oh fuck, it's frightening. So we went to Athens on a sort of a short getaway, three nights. Mm-hmm. I love Athens. When you're in Athens, you know. You're in Athens. My point being that in some cities, you don't really... There's no point of difference. So I guess I'm going to say New York, Paris, definitely London. Yep. Reykjavik. Um, just if you're, on, if you're sort of in Melbourne, down on the Yarra or Sydney Harbour, you, you know that you're somewhere special. And Athens... The history is extraordinary. But there's one thing, Anne is, she's very kind of, she gets a bit weird with me because she thinks, oh God, here we go. And, I, and I'm talking to everyone I can sort of, you know, grab their ear. We're walking a few nights ago mm-hmm. through the capital and it was a Saturday night. It's the night before the general election, which was on Sunday for the whole of um, Greece mm-hmm. and the city it's a walking city it's got the most dangerous slippery footpaths I've ever encountered in my life everything is marble and marble is by nature slippery and if you've had millions of people walking on these paths for a long long time they it's I can't imagine what it must be like when it's raining yeah and there was a sense in the air, it was warm. I, as an ex-police officer, and I think the police out there will probably relate to this, there's something in the air. You get a sense that something's happening. You can't quite put your finger on it, but it, what it does with emergency service personnel is it puts them, it puts them, I won't say on edge, but it gives them a sense it increases and heightens their, their sort of readiness to react to a situation. And I'm mm-hmm. feeling this in the air. I didn't say anything to Anne. I did know there was an election. I did know that they have uh, they've had some real problems. Uh, there are some major problems. They've actually got a, a quarter of the town, not, a, not a, as in 25%, but a quarter, like a living area of yes. Athens that has anarchists 
living there. And Anne said to me, weirdly, the day before, oh, Dad, this is crazy area and we can actually go down and, and get amongst it. So whilst all this is in my mind and the city's buzzing, Anne and I come across three mm-hmm. large black buses with um, barred windows at first because Anne said to me, Dad, what are these? And my first reaction was that they were police vehicles perhaps used to house um, prisoners in a mass protest situation where you've literally, you're arresting hundreds and hundreds of people. The bars perhaps so that the people can't get out. That was my initial response. And then we looked up into one of the buses and there were numerous police officers. And then we came to the second bus and, and Anne's walking very briskly as she does. She sets a, a, a mighty pace. She does. Like boot camp. And we all do. All the, all the are fast. Yeah. But I, I, I began to slow down because I saw these two police officers and I've sent you a photograph, Paul. It's very clear that these were hardcore riot police. And I am talking... Uh, and, 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 you know, I was in the police force, but these are the sort of guys that you don't want to meet uh, in a work situation. They look pretty intense. They, but Paul, if you examine the photographs, the guy on the right, uh-huh. he is carrying tear gas canisters. Now, all of these police bar the guy on the left. Now, the guy on the left, he was a sergeant. And so, so just to go back a little bit, Anne sensed, oh, God, Dad, please don't stop and talk to these guys. <laughs> no, she, she was. She, and she really, she, she's just going, Dad, and... She gets it. Yeah. You know? But, but yeah. I, I wanted to engage, and I did it with trepidation. When you approach to, bearing in mind there were probably 80 riot squad police in the three buses... I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck are these people waiting for? I mean, what, that these guys are ready to... Uh, you know, it's it's not a standard Saturday night. This is so, there's something happening, something going to happen. And I... Anne sort of really stood back and... You know, she must have been rolling her eyes back and I looked at these two guys and I approached them. And, of course, they are thinking... I mean, it's pretty clear that I don't look Greek, if you can say that. And it's weird because when you go into a restaurant or you're on a plane uh, and there are Greek staff, they're approaching and you're listening to them talking to other people and they, you know, they're speaking Greek. But when they came to Anne or myself, they would instantaneously start to speak English. So there must be a look. I think that's fair to say. And I sort of was sort of explaining you know, who I was and that I'd been in the police force and the, the sergeant, he's, his English was very good. And he smiled and we got chatting and then Anne came over and then Anne felt very relaxed and these guys were absolutely fascinating. And they were explaining to us that they'd received information that there was going to be trouble in a certain quarter that night and that already had some dramas. And, you know, they had the riot shields, the batons, the tear gas, the guns... And that's just the stuff you can see. God knows what they've got inside these vehicles. And I thought, 
we were getting along really, really well, and I'm telling them about the podcast, and the sergeant was genuinely fascinated. In no, really, he was. I believe you. I, he I was, found this he very was, charming. He yeah. was really, really excited, and yeah. And I then started to. I get. I guess I started to get a little bit philosophical, and I'm saying, look, you know, we need. You have to have these police. Unfortunately, you, you need them, and it's a fucking. I, I could never do it. Um, Julian from Loose Units was in the very first group, as were a few of my friends, and I had the opportunity to join the tactical response group. I was going to ask what the actual name was in Australia, but in Australia, used, group. used to be the, used, used to call it the TRG, and right. um, and I mean it was a new concept, and now in Sydney, mm-hmm. they get around in these mighty sort of caged black land cruisers just the vehicles are imposing and they're now called the riot and civil disobedience you know squad or something and they get around in groups of four and they wear all black you know they, they do look like ninja and that you know if you see them uh anywhere in the world if you see riot police my advice which is contrary to what i did that night in barcelona sorry mm. um in athens right well just don't just don't sort of gravitate to to the epicenter of what may happen because they they have to prepare themselves mentally they're they're just they're just people they're not superhuman they do have families and mums and dads and all of they're not a special group in society and i know that they they can get shit scared but they have to push through all that and i just think that in that in a terrifying situation if you happen to come across a riot or or some major event you would be a fool in any particularly in a, in a foreign country where you don't understand the nuances you'd be a fool to be anywhere around and you do not want to get fucking hit with tear gas Tear gas is, is terrible stuff, really bad, and it and, and it'll it'll really mess around with you. What's the main it, ingredient in tear gas? It's called cap cap capsicum. Well, there are various. Capsicum. They use mace, which yeah. is a, which weirdly is a herb spice. Yeah. Um, is it? Yes, but they dip it in these razor sharp micro razor blade. If you look at it under a glass, at least when I got. Um, when I went to one of the jails in Sydney, they remember that time they put us into a room, my me and my, yeah. my colleagues. And they it was invented us. in the sixties apparently, and it was invented by a guy called Alan Lee Littman. And it is I don't see any 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 it's just chemicals as far as I can see. But the stuff I'm talking about is in yeah, it's in um I know there is a sort of chili in there for lack of a better oh, yeah. God, yeah. I'm butchering. No, it's it. really bad and it attacks your um, all the areas like underarm, pubic area, eyes, and of course the first thing you do if you get it in mm. your eyes is you rub your eyes at a, at a sort of a micro sort of almost sort of at a, at a tiny, tiny, tiny level. You're actually scratching and cutting into your own skin with these sort of little, you know, filaments that are that have dipped in. God knows, and you just—it's a sort of an ever diminishing circle of pain. Serious question: 
Yeah. How do you finish a conversation with two very, very large ripped men in riot gear with, you know, machine guns and tear gas canisters? Okay. How do you not, how do you in a sane way finish that okay, conversation? Okay, great question. And what I did, and this is where I really was sort of standing on the precipice of, of, of normality, decency, and just how far I can push this situation. And I asked them the ultimate question that was burning inside me. Oh, uh, which way to the public toilets? I know. No, no. Question. The question I wanted to ask, and, and I had fear and trepidation because the worst thing they could have said was no, and I would have felt probably a bit sad and stupid. And I've got my daughter standing there. Um, I said, could we, could we get a photograph? And I'll tell you what, their shoulders dropped. They welcomed me with open arms. I gave my camera to Anne. Anne was absolutely chuffed. Um, she did think that the guy on the right was particularly handsome, and we just hang had on. a your hang on your right or her right, like well, she's we're standing together looking at them. The guy on the right, post the, the right, post the photo on um on the Facebook. Oh, page. he's. I mean, look, he's a tool of the state. He's very handsome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway, so. And, and, and Anne took heaps of shots, and it was a genuine. You can see the Paul. Look at the looks on their faces. Yeah, that it's a yeah. genuine moment, and I yeah. felt I felt privileged, and I felt. And then in when I sort of thanked them, I said, you know, I I shook their hands, and they were, and it was a very positive exchange. It was genuine, and I just said, look, you know, from one police officer to another, I I understand, and and I think it's a very important job you do and look i'm not going to gild the lily it's a you know I, I i i googled some photographs of this particular group in athens and there's mm-hmm. a photograph taken by an international press photographer and one of these guys is on fire okay he's copped a molotov cocktail he's fucking on fire the whole body and he's dropped to the ground and his his mates have come in it's it's a fucking serious job yeah. and it's a, it's a deadly job and I wouldn't do it for quids. Oh, fuck, it's so heavy. But anyway, yeah, that's a that's a story. And that's a cracker. There's quite, I think. A, there's quite a gulf um, of intensity and severity between my bag got stolen and a man on fire. But that's sort of a gulf we like to travel. Dad, when do you come back? When are you back from uh, When are you back from overseas? Well, today, as I'm sitting here, people are listening to me. I'm. I'm heading back tomorrow but we're pre-recording this everyone earlier than normal because i will be on a plane when we would have recorded loose ends so i'm for when people hear the the podcast Mm -hmm. this friday i will have been i will have had my first night's sleep at home in sydney so i'm arriving thursday night yeah but it's been phenomenal you've had a good time oh it's so based on based on your trip, do you think it would be feasible for us to do a live show in London at some point? I would say yes. Yeah. I mean obviously you've just hit me with that, so of course I'm thinking about lots of logistics and things, but Yeah. Look it's a London's a great city. It's a it's a fantastic it's fucking cold, but it's a beautiful city and we I miss it terribly. Well, I also miss all of you terribly. We're really, really keen to get back on stage and we're, you know, talking in, in the early stages of planning some stuff. 
But in the meantime, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Ends, delivered to you piping hot from London, all the way from London. We've had such a good time recording it. And if anyone sees my fucking bag, please let me know. If anyone is in forensics, either studying forensics or actually doing it, please get in touch and uh, I can have a chat with you because I want to get some information for this friend of mine. And if anyone's in England, well, dad's already gone, so you missed him. Have a great week and we'll see you very soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.